people today. I am so far so good. Feeling a little bit reflective. I don't know if yesterday was the trigger for that, but I did sneak a peek at this morning's reading and that might be part of it as well. So I'm going to share it with you and then we'll see what falls out of my mouth next. (laughs) All right, we're up to July 8th. We can move the entire mountain one piece at a time. Chinese proverb. Few important matters are handled well in one massive sweep. Other act of addiction, we believed we could somehow get several months or years worth of recovery in just a few days. We We quickly learned that recovery is a lifelong process, not an event. Yet what we gain in recovery is well worth the wait. Our journey restores quality at a pace which allows us to appreciate it. Our journey restores quality at a pace which allows us to appreciate it. Our difficulties become less overwhelming and we learn to maintain balance by taking small steps. Belonging to a fellowship that helps and celebrates these changes in us enriches each level of our growth. As we strengthen our bodies, clear our minds, and find a conscious contact with our higher power, we feel we can start a new life. Our course will always be determined by the small steps we take each day. Then one day, we will look back and marvel at all that's happened and is happening in our growth. And we'll celebrate the patience we've gained in the process. Today, let me see and enjoy the small steps I'm taking. I guess I knew about this Chinese proverb on some level. I've told you in the past that I'm so grateful because as I share my journey, it's just that it's a journey. You guys are with me every day and every show when I'm taking my small steps. And I'm very fortunate that someday, it could be today even if I wanted, I suppose, but I'll be able to go back and actually have a, a document of my my small steps so that I can measure how far I've come. And don't get me wrong, I don't need the podcast to tell me that. I know it by how I feel and what I think and how I process things and how my relationships are. And I say this because it really does just continue to get better and better and better. I think that one of the most profound things to me, and, and I always go back to this moment when I first got got to New York and I was in group and I was relatively new to the group, I mean, it must have been, you know, a month or two into my recovery, maybe three or four. I, I really don't remember the exact time. We used to, we'd, we'd check in. We were in this room. It just feels like that was a million years ago. But um, we would go around the room and we would check in. And I remember this this day, like the dust had settled from me moving here. And my share looked something like, 
I can't think of a negative. Like everything was good. It, everything felt amazing, you know, like I was on cloud nine or the pink cloud, whatever you want to call it. And I remember this. I, I, I think I said something to the effect of like, it feels, it feels almost too good. Like I was waiting for the shoe to drop. And I think of that date a lot when I think about my, um, how I feel today versus then. So that was probably close to three years ago now. And I probably thought, I got this. I feel good, you know. And it, it's hard sometimes because <laughs> we can think we, you know, got it or came so far. And maybe that's true. Maybe, maybe you know, three months in, six months in, we're at a certain place. But fast forward a year later, two years later, three years later, whatever that looks like, I'm really curious about what year four, year five, you know, year 20 is going to look like. And it, it's a beautiful thing because recovery just gives, gives me a shot of being mindful enough to recognize those feelings. Now, it was a great day, that meeting, but I've also learned and grown and shed more tears and struggled more struggles and reflected and had a look in the mirror and owned some of my shit because, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but I, I definitely am not perfect. And what a blessing to have a clear mind to be able to think all those things, never mind be able to see them. And it's really true, this one, this one piece of the mountain moving at a time. And it's, it could be true for non-recovery people too, you know, if they're, if they're going forward in life. I think I told you I had to write a, a bio. Maybe I did it. I don't know. But I had to write a bio last week because I'm going to be doing this uh, speaking event. And I went through all my, I had this box that had like all my framed certificates and just different things throughout my career. And when I had to put it to paper, all of a sudden I had this list, like a pretty good list of, you know, a certificate in team building and stress management and conflict management. And then, and that was just like, coursework through my work, uh, a bunch of different computer classes that I had completed, and then my college journey. And now, mind you, I did all my college as an adult. So obviously, I take it a little more serious maybe than if I had gone right after high school. I tried for a class, but then I gave up to work full time because, you know, money was so important, even though back then I was still pissing it away when I worked. But um my my college, I was the first one to complete this supermarket class that um, was aligned with the aligned with the college. Like my job had partnered with them, and I found that certificate, and then I found some volunteer certificate. Like just on and on, all this all this stuff, and I didn't. I mean, maybe on some level I knew at the time I was like working on growing forward, 
But these were all part of my little pieces of the mountain. And I really hadn't put it in that perspective. And all of a sudden I was like, wow, you know, like I, I did some stuff here and I felt good about it. But it didn't happen overnight. It happened over 25 years. <laughs> and uh, it's it's really pretty, it's pretty cool to take step forwards, forward, wow, I don't know where that came from, but to take the steps forward. And then I never would have been able to sit here and say this to you without, well, I wouldn't have never been able to say that to you with like the pride and appreciation for what I've done. And because I would have been just like, oh, you know, it's no big deal or or I, I wouldn't have actually if I was in a recovery, I wouldn't have even had to dig through that box to write this bio. <laughs> so there's that. But I was telling my mother, I was like, mom, she called yesterday and she had listened to um, Chuck's episode. And, you know, it's pretty it's pretty impactful because I think that she can relate a lot to probably whatever Chuck's mom was feeling. And we were, you know, we were catching up. And when I told her about this experience with the, with the bio, I was like, mom, I was like, I think that's what saved me. Like, that's what's the differences between maybe me and my brother is that I was fortunate enough that I was always taking these little steps. Now, granted, I was still an addict. I was just a different kind of addict, but I always had something to kind of drive me and it probably saved my life. Like my work ethic probably saved my life. And there was, you know, there was times that I was definitely a workaholic. It's not again until my recovery that I've learned I don't live to work. I work to live. And it's, it's such it's such a better place to be in. I get to enjoy life and appreciate life and challenge myself to work harder, not smarter and uh, get things more, you know, done more efficiently. I wouldn't be here again if I didn't figure that out because I wouldn't have time for you because I would still be doing useless work and and living life on everyone else's terms at the job. So there's a lot of um, a lot of great things that my recovery gave me and I love to reflect back and and see progress and growth it's just like like at a job or anything I love trends and I love numbers and it's like my life is a trend you know I'm trending upwards it sounds kind of ridiculous but I'm I'm taking these little steps and I definitely feel like I'm moving the mountain everybody can move their mountain. They just can't think of it as a mountain. It's it can get overwhelming if we look at it as the mountain. We we chatted a little about the the buckets and the suitcases and actually it was silly. I was in a in a park last night and I saw a garbage can chained to a tree and I took a picture of it. Because it reminded me of how we've been talking about the suitcase and how it's like we're dragging around all that extra weight. And I felt like that tree was dragging around this garbage can 
And that was, it just really struck me as a visual for that burden. So where I'm going with this is if you try to move the mountain, the whole mountain at a time, it could generate things like frustration and fear and disappointment and anger and whatever, overwhelm. So all of that would need to go in the garbage can or the suitcase. But if we do it one step at a time, we take a little nugget. Okay, I didn't bet today. I didn't bet today. Well, what was different about today? Well, I had more time, right? Because if you're not betting, you have time. Maybe your brain is a little bit more clear. Maybe not because it's only a day, but not that it's going to change the chemistry, but maybe you're more present when your husband's talking to you or your kids need you. That's one day. And then day two is an, another little piece of the mountain. And it just continues to go and go and go. And I've seen it so many times. So many people are like, I'm only on day four, but I already feel X, Y, Z. I'm on day 30 and I have money in the bank or I paid off a bill or it doesn't take 10 years to get there if we work on it one piece at a time. And I'm telling you this like wholeheartedly fact. This is not maybe you'll move the mountain one piece at a time. This is totally it works. And you can see it in any form of recovery. Recovery, just to be clear. Recovery, not abstinence. Now, if you just stop betting without looking in the mirror, and and that's not going to happen at first, but... In the beginning, it definitely is just stop betting, stop gambling, stop using. But through time, in order to deal with that and never go back, you need to do the work. Because if you do the work and you get to a place of gratitude instead of fear, like I believe that the first two years that I quit gambling was out of fear. I was fe- I was afraid I was going to lose my director job. I was afraid I was going to be in the middle of the country with no money and homeless. And I was afraid I was going to be a disappointment. I was scared of all those things. I was scared I couldn't pay the bills. And yeah, I went to GA. And yes, I worked on stuff, cleaning up my debt. Uh, I did the work in GA. We did a journaling meeting every Monday. And I actually still have that journal. It'll be it'll be interesting to to look back to see what it says in there. Maybe I'll do that. Ugh. Ugh. Let's see how much courage that takes. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's what we'll do. We'll do like a reflection of, of what I was feeling in 2013, 2014 when I first quit. Uh, first quit in any capacity and my first exposure to GA. That, I think that's a good idea now that I'm saying it, but um, so I was doing the work and I was moving the needle, but what, what GA didn't give me was the fixing what was broken on the inside. Like I was dressing the outside and I was moving forward, but, but the dig deep, the, and, and this goes against GA's philosophy in the yellow book. And I, I don't knock it. It's just that through my experience, this is where I've landed. It says that 
is knowing why we ever gambled important. And the book basically says, no, not really. Just just do these steps and like you can move forward in life. And that's where I differ a little because that isn't what worked for me. It kept me clean for a while because I was operating under fear. But then as I once I went back and then through this this journey of fixing what was broken deep down and getting through because because back then I still couldn't say vulnerable. I still wouldn't say the G word. I resisted on some level like I still had my stance and I wasn't necessarily open minded as much as I thought I was. Now, at the time, I thought I was <laughs> now not so much. I mean, it, it it kept me alive. It definitely kept me alive and um, in Kansas City longer than I would have been had I not gone. So lots to be grateful for. Not not downplaying uh, GA at all. But the pieces, the pieces add up. You know, if, if you want to think of it instead of as a mountain, think of it as maybe Lego blocks. You know, as day one, there's one Lego and day two, there's another. And all of a sudden, these Legos are getting higher and higher and higher and they reach the ceiling after X amount of days. Like you could see the growth that way. If, if, if you need a visual to picture moving this mountain, cause a mountain is so overwhelming. It can be. And it's, it's a monster, you know, it's, it's bigger than us. And, um, I could see why it could be overwhelming, but I think what the reading's trying to tell us is to not get, overwhelms to take off what we can handle for today because we can move pieces of the mountain and then still be too big and still give us um, feelings that you know it, it could still just be overwhelming and too massive of bites so just be be mindful of that just just if you're in the beginning don't gamble if you gamble, tell someone about it. Come back to whatever tribe you belong in, whether it's listening to the podcast or if you want to reach out to me, uh, if you have GA, if you have group, if you have whatever that looks like, just go back to it after you gamble. And hopefully, I w- and I would imagine if you're in a gambling community, or a recovering gambling community, I should say, we all get it. We all get what it's like to go back out. And going back out has its value. I I believe that wholeheartedly or I wouldn't be sitting here. So it's not that people are going to judge. It's part of our journey. And it's one piece of moving that mountain, even though we don't even know it at the time, which is what's pretty cool about this whole process. All right, beautiful people. I am going to leave you on that, and I will see you tonight. Thank you for um, the download there. I I love talking to you guys. Like, I really do. It just, it, it just makes my life better. And, and again, I, I'm not eager to rush the future, but it will be interesting to look back on this. And when I grow up more, you know, here I am thinking, well, I've made some good progress. When I grow up more in the future, 
even though I don't even know I'm doing it necessarily. I mean, I'm kind of aware of it, but I don't know what the results are. I'm able to see them in things like, like yesterday, I didn't cry. I did not cry. The first time in over seven months that I communicated um, with, you know, someone I hadn't talked to in so long that drives my emotions in a crazy way, and I didn't cry. Like, that was a victory to me. I had to follow all my own rules about putting myself first and taking the time to heal and all the stuff that I've done the last seven months, but it prepared me to not cry. And I'm, you know, I'll take that. That was moving the the mountain one little piece at a time. All right, beautiful people. Have a fabulous day. Thank you.